Hello, everyone, and welcome. My name is Jean Gallagher, founder of Discover Rising Tides, and welcome to Discover Rising Tides, How the Outside Makes the Inside Better, where we explore the importance of the outdoors and maintaining life balance. And through this series, we'll be talking with women business owners to understand their journey. And today we're taking a little, a little twist, and this is part two. And instead of starting with uh, Denise's Healthy Living, Healthy Life segment, we're going to do we're going to the three of us are going to talk and we're going to we're going to take a continuing conversation on Denise's three P's and so first of all Denise is um, the curator of healthy living happy life and an international best-selling author author healthy living happy life a practical path to finding a healthy lifestyle that works for you and Diane McClay is an empowerment coach, writer, and outdoor enthusiast who is in the business of creating positive change with the tools of choice and courage, helping you put the calm before the chaos. So we're going to maybe create some chaos and, <laughs> Love it. and have a really great conversation. So this is part two, and we, we really didn't finish what we started. And so let's talk a little bit about the three Ps, break them apart, and Denise, where should we start? Okay, so the three, the three Ps, let's start with what the heck are they? Number one, planning. Planning is such an important part of life. Um, it makes health, it makes happiness, it makes career so much simpler when you have a plan. So P number one is plan. P number two is prioritize. You know, how often do we have a list of things that we need to accomplish, a shopping list, whatever it may be? Um, and you can only do maybe two or three things tops during a day. So we need to really prioritize what are the things that are the most important? What's that first, what's that number one thing that we should focus on? And then kind of um, the rest of the list can fall below that. And then of course, the third P, preparation. Preparing to do something, whether it's start a new career, start a new project, um, get healthy, you have to have a bit of a plan, you have to prioritize. But if you're not prepared and preparing for those changes, everything kind of falls by the wayside at one point because there's there's nothing, there's no there's no stability, there's no um mm -hmm. uh guidelines there. And we touch a little bit on how mm -hmm. that process can be so overwhelming, mm -hmm. right? And so really I think where we're going to start today is how do we simplify that? for the listeners and, and, but may also make it incredibly effective too. Can I jump in on that? Cause yeah, I, I was just going to ask you to jump in. <laughs> yeah. So I, as you're talking, so I am a self-proclaimed procrastinator. I still do it. Um, I, I joke that I've never written an outline. You know, when I write something, I just write. And when I was in school, high school and college, I wrote the outline after I wrote my paper. It's a big, thorn in my dad's side. He's like, how come you can't do an outline? It's so simple. All you have to do is think in advance and plan it out and prioritize what you're going to say and be prepared. <laughs> but for me, I'm a super spontaneous live life by the seat of my pants kind of person. So that, that emotionally feels very constraining for me. And I know that I have rejected planning for a very long time. So if this is ringing true for any of your listeners, here's my first hack. Think of something that didn't work well, the trip, the vacation. If you know in hindsight that you wished you would have done X, Y, or Z in order to make that experience better, 
that is your first place. Because what you can say is, man, if I had more ice over the weekend, we could have not run to the store five times. So if you look at something historically that you think you failed at or didn't go according to plan or the way you wanted, especially if you're not a planner, that's the first place to start recovering, right? Because your next trip, you can say, I'm not going to make that mistake again. I might make another one, but I'm not going to make the same mistake twice. And that would be my first invitation. What Every time we have something that we wished would have gone differently, do we really put the intentional thought into making sure that doesn't happen again? Or did we just say, ah, well, it'll be, we'll be. <laughs> and so for if you threw a little bit of a planner in there, you could actually come back from your trip or your vacation or whatever that happened to be and do a little self-analysis and make a list of what could what would we have needed to make this better? And then remember where you put the list so that yeah. the next time you go, you can start with that. My dad literally has his list of what he packs for his hunting trip in his rifle bag, mm-hmm. right? Because the first thing he's going to do is he's going to clean his, his rifle. And then there's his list. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing, this is, so this is what I took from what you just said, Diane. So yes, you think of, okay, what didn't go right? What could we have done differently, better for next time? And for me, that's preparing for next time, right? So the three P's really do, you can see where they, where they really do go together. And, and sometimes, yeah, sometimes you kind of turn them, you know, twist them around a little bit. Um, but I think it is, it, it's, it's one of those things that, yes, when you, if you're a fly by the seat of your pants kind of person, the beauty is you, you know that. You accept that, you know, you you embody that, but you also realize that even that can get better. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. If you ask me to plan something uh, like a party, I'm all over it, you know, but what's probably going to happen is I'm going to need to have Denise and Jean go with me to the store because they're going to be like, okay, we have 157 guests, uh, you know, guests, and you got four liters of soda. <laughs> we, need, we need like... Like if you're not a planner, you need to become best friends with a planner. That's what that's another one of my hacks. Can I can I can I put the caveat in there? Okay, so I am actually a retired meeting planner. Um, my nickname is that recovering or retired? No, recovering. <laughs> <laughs> retired. I'm still recovering because I'm recovering from some of my 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 major uh, meeting planning efforts. Um, I think my husband wants me to be completely retired sometimes. But he actually, my nickname is the Princess of Planning. So for me, I, I, I'm uncomfortable without a plan. So it's, 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 and this is what's so beautiful about, um, you know, having friends who, you know, do things and see things in a different perspective. Ha, there's another P4, P4 perspective. Um, is you know, what I do isn't, <laughs> I got another one, perfect. What Diane does, the way she does it isn't perfect, but maybe it's perfect for the way we live. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Sorry, I got it with the peas. No, it's, I think we're, we're, this is one of the reasons why the three of us, you know, decided we needed to be on together because one of the things I love about you two is that um, I feel very inspired by both of you. And there's a lot of really good juicy information that comes out when the three of us actually put all of our expertise and our specialties Mm-hmm. into one room at one time. 
you know, I can be prepared. So when I die, I don't want an epitaph. I don't want a, a funeral. But when everybody is having a party and telling stories about the way I lived, I want someone to tell the story. Can you believe her two-week supply ran out? Right? <laughs> Can you believe that she made her one-day pack last 14 days? Right? That's going to be a good story. And then for that point, it's not that I failed to plan for being out in the wilderness three weeks. It's just that I planned for two and it took a little longer than we expected. And but, you didn't die there. <laughs> and I didn't die, right? And I joke about that a little bit, but when I'm out in nature, I want to enjoy my time. And, and when you go to a brand new place, it's something can get ruined pretty quickly if you don't, if you don't plan. So mm -hmm. the, the thing for me is, I actually migrate more towards preparing than I do planning. Emotionally mm -hmm. planning, it, there's a barrier there for me. Mm -hmm. Maybe I need some therapy, Denise, you can help me with that. But preparing, I prepare for the worst case scenario. And then, and a friend of mine and I is another ranger. We joke and we say, is it a good thing or a bad thing that you got to use something out of your backpack on your trip, right? Mm -hmm. Like, is, is it good? Cause you had it in your pack and you were prepared. Is it bad because whatever you brought with you, you were planning for something bad to happen, right? But and, I'm and it's a good thing preparing so that that makes my experience um, more fun. And it's a good thing you were preparing because as you've most likely seen out there as a ranger, there are a lot of people that show up in sneakers and no water bottle for a 10 mile hike or whatever it happens to be. There, there was no thought and, and you hope that, well, maybe this is their learning experience because they, they made it out okay. Yes, they inconvenienced a lot of people between SAR and volunteers to come help them out, but hopefully they learned. Yeah. And hopefully that was their, their understanding that they had better be more prepared or an understanding of what they were getting into. Yeah, and I think the, the three Ps, um, generally speaking, I think it decreases your anxiety and your stress about whatever is coming up or whatever you hope to experience, whether mm -hmm. it's a vacation or school that's opening or going to the grocery store or building a program that you're going to teach people about. Um, I think it gets you out the door faster. I mean, in this day and age of uh, us feeling like we don't have enough time to do the things that we want. Who does not want to say, grab the bag, go, we're ready? Mm -hmm. Like who, who wouldn't really want that? I agree. And that takes, that takes there is some, a ton of preparation for that and also experience. So when you're going to do something, so for people that are going to do something for the very first time, there hopefully is some research that happens behind it. But what are some like you say, some hacks or some tips for people that are going to either go outdoors for the first time or go on an adventure that they've never been on? How do they do the research or, or work through the, the three Ps to be better, have a better experience? Denise, I'll let you jump in first. Sure. So a lot. You've got to have some hacks. I do. You know, we do, we do, we travel quite a bit and, you know, sometimes for extended periods of time, um, you know, the first thing I always do is research where we're going to be. Um, you know, you want to know the neighborhoods, you know, if you're going to be staying at a hotel, you want to know the neighborhood that you're staying in. You want to read the uh, reviews of mm. the, the, the area of the hotels, of the restaurants, 
Um, because the reviews, you know, reviews will generally tell you whether it's a good place or not. You know, there's lots of beautiful pictures on the internet. You know, you can make a, you, you can make a place looks, you know, a crappy place look great. So you really want to look at reviews. And this is, you know, this is deciding where you want to say, this is about this, to me, this is about safety, but it's also about enjoyability. If you're in uh, the business area of a city and you're there over the weekend, there's nothing happening there. There's no, there's nothing available. There's no food or anything. Right. Exactly. And so then you have to, then you're all of a sudden you're, you're stressed out because you have to go find things that are, they're not in walking distance. And, you know, it just, it just kind of changes a a weekend, say a weekend that could be really easy and everything walkable um, to something where you have to really step back and go, okay, well, where are we going to eat? And it makes eating a, a, a big, a bigger deal than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. so that's it one also, of the first things always, also always for you I'm sorry Denise but when you get a feel for the area one of your things is is eating healthy and making sure that you use choice when you're on vacation you've told me you like a donut as much as the next person right sometimes mm-hmm. more but yep. if you have if you plan and prepare then you actually don't have to blow your whole entire healthy lifestyle that you've built at home you right. can build in your cheat spots. You can build in your, Ooh, I don't, it doesn't matter how many calories that thing is, or that cheesecake is because I know that there's a walking trail nearby it. What it does is it actually kind of, to me, it sounds like it's, it's sinew that's, that ties everything together. And then it allows you to bring your lifestyle that you've built a habit out of doing. It allows you to bring it with you. Would you agree? Absolutely. I mean, I know so many times people will say, oh, don't worry about it. You're on vacation. Well, if I had that mentality, you know, I'd be on vacation 30 weeks a year and that's not going to jibe with a healthy lifestyle. So yes, knowing where I'm going to be staying, I bring, you know, if you're on vacation for a week, you know, you can, you can, have some allowances, but when you're away for more than that, you really have to wonder, you know, what is it, you know, what are your goals? Because if your goal is to live healthy and eat well, then that has to be a priority when you're traveling as well. Um, And not every night, but it really does need to be a priority. And so your body's used to that and you're now you're changing a total 180 and you're going on vacation. So it doesn't make a difference. After day three, you're going to feel like junk and you're not going to be as awake. You're going to be dragging and it's, it's really going to affect your experience, your experience. Absolutely. And one of the things that, you know, I've traveled with, um, with somebody who has stomach issues and Mm -hmm. after a couple of days, if she's not eating right, then there's a question, you know, is she going to be able to come to the event tomorrow night? You know, is she going to be able to join us for that walk? Because her tummy may not feel good. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you don't feel well and you're kind of going, oh, maybe I shouldn't go. Maybe I should stay here. I need to be closer to the bathroom because that happens on vacation. You know, you're in a different area. You know, you're maybe you're not sleeping as well, whatever it may be. You know, you've taken yourself out of your environment and put yourself in, in an unfamiliar one. There are lots of things that can happen. Mm-hmm. And yeah. If you don't, and, and when you're not at home, you don't have all of the, you know, the little hacks or the, you know, the things that you might have at home, those comforts of home that make you feel much more comfortable 
uh, when you're not feeling well. And so what ends up happening is you, you end up ruining or the vacation gets ruined because you haven't been following, you know, your healthy lifestyle. Uh, and, and that jumps into prioritize and it also jumps kind of jumps into pre-planning. So if you're somebody that you know uh, in your regular life, you may be prone to digestional issues or intestinal disturbances, then there's the planning to make sure that you have the things with you that make you feel comfortable, like having some extra modium in your pocket. You know, if, if I go someplace, I'm not prone to that, but if I go someplace and I don't know how they're going to cook, whatever it is they're going to cook. And I don't typically use a lot of fat. I don't typically use a lot of salt. Uh, I'm going to have some emodium in my pocket, right? I'm not going to have it in my suitcase in the hotel room. I'm going to say, cause the worst that's going to happen is if I don't use it, it's going to stay in my pocket. Mm-hmm. And, the, and if I don't take it or I think, oh, I'll be fine then there's a really good chance that I might ruin someone else's vacation because now instead of going to the art museum every, you know, 12 minutes, we got to find a public restroom. Right. And, and when you don't, it's one of those things, like I always say to come to, um, to think of it this way, you know, when you go on a diet, right. And you say, I cannot have donuts. What's the only thing you can think of donuts. Donuts. Mm -hmm. If you're out on vacation and you have tummy issues, you don't have the emodium. All you could think of is where's the bathroom? What if something happens? And so mm-hmm. it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. If you bring it, you won't need it. There you right. go. That's why Gene, you I want to know from you, Gene, you, what are some of your hacks? Because you, uh, you just told us that you travel across country to get to your home location and you, you go from East Coast to West Coast. So what or are vice hacks? versa? Yep. Yeah. What are some hacks for you about planning, prioritizing, preparing? So we did a really great job this time and it's 3000 miles. It's, we call it the week of hell. Well, it's only five days of hell. We could make it six to make it easier, but why would you do that? Cause that means it's going to take longer to get there. Um, we, we pack. So we haul the Airstream, we haul all of our stuff. And, but this year we did a really, we did a much better job packing food and packing food that will last in coolers going across country. And so that every time we stopped, we had snacks, we had meals. Um, At night, we make our breakfast for the next day, stick it in the fridge so that we can get up, grab coffee, and then drive for a while and stop and eat breakfast someplace. But we're not stuck with gas station food. And when it's dinner time, we, we have an idea what we're going to have because it's in the cooler. So when typically when we travel, we don't, when we drive like that, take a long driving trip, we don't touch a restaurant or, and the idea is not to touch a, you know, no gas station food either, because that's just, there's nothing good comes of that, right? (laughs) You are making extra stops between fuel because you have to, because you ate too much gas station food. So, right. So it is, it is, there is a, there is some preparation that happens and the only way that we did well is that we've done it and not done well. Mm -hmm. Right. So we've had trips where we should have done that. Or we should, like you were saying in the beginning, Diane, we should have, or now we know, okay, so here's, here's what works well for breakfast food. Here's what works well for dinner, lunch, snacks. And it's not just, we have to, we pack for the dog too. And now we're in a rhythm. 
we know that you stop for fuel, everybody, including the dog, gets a snack. <laughs> everybody, including the dog, goes to the bathroom. <laughs> and then we hunker down for another few hours until the next time. And so we, uh, it's interesting that there's one, the third night is the longest. We travel too many miles. As we're going east, we lose a time zone every day or so, which is uncomfortable because especially the third day when you pull in and it's 1030, but really it's 1130 because two miles ago you went across the time zone. Mentally, that's just horrendous, right? I agree. And so we, we planned and we prepared and we ate dinner and, a, you know, we, we had our dinner ready, forgot to feed the dog dinner. So poor Abby's eating dinner at midnight, but <laughs> she, she handled it well. And I'm thinking, how do we do that? We didn't feed the dog, but it is, it is, we messed up a bunch. This wasn't our first road trip. And, and so now that we know we don't have the huge, well, we do have lists like your dad's list in his rifle case. We have my husband's better at the list thing than I am. We each have our separate lists. He has a list for the prep to get ready. I have the list for some other stuff. And hopefully mm -hmm. there's not there are not too many gaps in between. And because we don't compare lists either. We just do our, we just- you have your own pack. personal list. Right, we, but we- There's a beauty in that, right? Yeah. And, and Denise, you mentioned a fourth P perspective. How you look at the cross-country trip is mm -hmm. completely different than your husband. Now, well, my responsibilities are different too. He carries right. the, he carries the load. Right. But that's my point though, is mm -hmm. that if everybody in the group makes a commitment to plan their way, prioritize mm -hmm. their way. So when you guys come to see me in Colorado, mm -hmm. uh, I'm already going to know, I'm going to know which state parks we, I can take you to. I'm going to know how long the trail is. I'm going to know what the elevation is in case it's hard for you guys to adjust, mm -hmm. right? I'm going to have a list of things that are like, oh, this is an easy walk. This is a challenging walk. It's just a moderate walk, but it's got a really great view. So that's my specialty. I worked with somebody and he, and he always talked about when you work in a team, you put their aces in their places, mm -hmm. right? I know 100% that if Denise comes to visit me, she can, I may not have to go grocery shopping, but we can, I can plan ahead and say, Hey, I don't, I don't know what you want to eat, but I thought we'd go shopping together and maybe we could make a meal together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to plan some of our time is actually going to be spent being friends, grocery shopping and creating a meal. I don't have to actually create all the meals before either of you get here. You don't have to so, take the full responsibility. Exactly. So I mm -hmm. don't have to take on the stress, Right. And, and, but you guys might be like, oh, I don't know what there is to do in Colorado and, and I have to do all this research. No, you don't, because I live here. I know right. people. So mm -hmm. if you put their aces in their places and let them prioritize and plan and prepare their way, and then hopefully if you're in a group setting, there's a little bit of communication so that, you know, there's like, did we miss anything is really mm -hmm. the question that the group should be asking, you know, all right, Diane's got recreational stuff and Denise has food and and Jean has, you know, food and, you know, artsy stuff. Did we miss anything, right? That's the question that you ask in a group, but mm -hmm. how beautiful is it? How amazing is your trip? Because your husband has his prior priorities and his list. Mm -hmm. He lets you do your priorities and your planning. And after a number of years, your, your planning and prioritizing has now almost become seamless. 
-hmm. Right. And there's because there's trust. Neither one of checking the other one. We're just hoping that we're not both forgetting the same thing. Right. Yeah. And and that that speaks to and, what and we well we've been doing this we've been traveling for a really long time even right. traveling becomes you know when the kids were little we drive five five hours from one from our house to another grandparents house and with you know two kids three dogs and a cat that takes a lot of things that you bring because we brought the cat too so of course right but it, it speaks to Denise's but, like like streamlining the process of getting right. from here to there, whatever from here is to there is, you've streamlined mm-hmm. it, you've done it faster, you've done it more efficiently, you've decreased your anxiety, you've probably over time learned how to decrease your expenses because you're not buying things at the last minute and you have more fun. Yeah, the anxiety piece is really important. Let's talk about that for just a second because that can take over mm-hmm that that that'll blow the fun out of everything and you know the traveling to someplace isn't always the most fun and it can be the most anxiety ridden so by the time you get there you're either exhausted didn't enjoy yet you've really haven't enjoyed thus far so it can only it can only go up from here is what you hear a lot right can't get any worse than it already is no that's so true and i think that the, the the mindset hack there is to incorporate that travel time into the whole experience. Mm -hmm. So like, I know if I'm, you know, if we're flying someplace, there's a possibility that, you know, the flight's going to be delayed or, or canceled, like it was a couple of weeks ago. Um, And to, to, to to know that these things can happen and to be kind of prepared for it. So Mm -hmm. as soon as they canceled my flight, the first thing I did was I booked a hotel Mm -hmm. because I knew that, if they were canceling my flight, they were going to be canceling others. So to kind of incorporate that into the whole um, the whole trip makes makes a lot of sense to me because it's not separate. It's not we're going to get there, then we're going to be there, and oh, then we're going to go home. No, it's all one. It's 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 one kind of one full swoop. So if you're driving, um, one of the things that I know I try to do is to actually look and see like kind of again the plan ahead what are some of the things that we might be seeing you know on the drive you know stopping here and there and diane i'll I'll bring you in in a second because i know you just recently um in the uh, gosh almost almost a year ago right moved what moving here your move yeah uh march i got here in march okay so in march um diane did a big move um and it's and they took their time to to get where to get from the west coast to um to colorado and i think that's really important is to incorporate that into the trip you know understanding that yeah it could be inconvenient it could be long days it could be a little um nerve-wracking but if you know that ahead of time it takes that stress away mm-hmm. um, and it's just part of the trip it's it not just something to look forward to yeah mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, and I think that, again, we're going to come back into mindset, right? A lot of people say, we're going to fly or drive to this place, then the planning is going to start. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many, I love my dad. I love the fact that he's a quad two data person. I love the fact that he, you know, when, when we were younger, prior to having instant access on your phone while you're in the car, We'd pull into a hotel room and for the next hour to hour and a half, my dad would be pouring over maps and creating route options so we could go see X, Y, or Z. That's awesome. But 
he didn't get to relax. You know, he drove all day. Mm-hmm. We have dinner and then he kind of sequesters himself in the office part of the hotel and he's trying to do the planning. Mm. He didn't get a chance to jump in the pool with us as kids. He didn't get a chance to go for a walk and see the evening sunrise. God bless his soul, you know, and he's still alive, but that was something he wanted to do, the planning, and so that we would have an enjoyable trip the next day. But we we didn't map that out before we left, Mm -hmm. right? And so I think there can be a danger to thinking that the planning can happen after you get to the place. Mm-hmm. If I go to New York City for the first time, I don't want to have to figure out the subway system mm-hmm. while I'm <laughs> right. trying to get to the Museum of Arts or right. whatever, right? I don't want to have to figure out the ferry schedule to go see the Statue of Liberty. Right. You if if know I that go to a new city and I want to go to an art museum, I don't want to figure out that they're closed on Tuesdays when I plan to go on Tuesday and I didn't, I didn't do my research ahead of time. Right. That's on the Sun- stuff that's going to get frustrating and yes. bring the anxiety level up. On Sunday, I flew from California to Maine and I had to, I was up at zero dark 30 because, you know, I made, I made the reservation, but you got to get up earlier before you get to the airport. Right. So, and, and I was cognizant of the fact that I wasn't going to get to my destination until 4.30 in the afternoon. And I woke up at three o'clock in the morning and there's a three hour difference. So there was just a long time to be awake. So if I had depended upon, oh, O'Hare has pretty decent food, I'll be fine, <laughs> right? But I packed, I packed snacks and I packed food. And I it didn't pack a ton of things because I didn't have any room for it, but I packed a few things. And as I'm walking through O'Hare and I'm getting a little anxiety ridden, ridden because the food choices were less than stellar. And I'm like, why am I doing this? I have food just sit my butt down and eat. And I'm like, oh, that was fun. I'm good now. But I almost forgot that I had packed sufficient amounts of things to get me through. And it, it changed. There was no panic. It changed everything. But you're right. It, it, but taking the time beforehand paid off because now I just can relax and settle in. 100%. And I want to give a hack here real quick. If you go camping or you have a cross-country trip like you've talked about and you're planning to have food in the cooler Mm -hmm. um like a week before i go like if if this is really more for meat eaters um i haven't figured out how to do it with vegetables yet but if i have things like a steak or chicken or Mm -hmm. could even be pork a lot of times i will cook before i go and i will marinate meat so I will get a, a flat iron steak or something, cut it into strips, and I'll marinate it, put it in a Ziploc bag, and freeze it. Mm-hmm. That does two things. When I pack my cooler, it's cold. that ready-to-go, throw-it-in-a-pan mm-hmm. marinated meat, it's going to be frozen when I start my trip, mm-hmm. but it's going to start defrosting by the time I need to make my dinner. Yep. Right? So I make small... So I make a big batch of something, could be spaghetti sauce, it could be stew, it could be a marinated chicken breast, it could be a barbecue, whatever, but I do it in advance and I freeze it. Those become my ice packs Mm -hmm. in my cooler, at least for the first day or two. Mm -hmm. So then I don't have to go get ice that takes up valuable room in the cooler. I am now using something that's already frozen. It's going to naturally thaw into frost. And by the time I pull over, 
And sometimes I'm, if I want something the first day of my trip, I'll pull it out the night before or like a few hours before. So it starts defrosting so that by the time I pull over at two o'clock in the afternoon to eat or four o'clock at, you know, it's going to take time to build a fire or get the grill going or whatever. Um, it's got that time. So, but then I put it in two person serving bags so that we don't have lots of leftovers that have to go into a bulky container in the cooler when we get done. Mm -hmm. Can I tell you what that, that, what you just said to me, Diane, is meal planning. <laughs> what I talk about all the I time. Planning? You, you meal plan. Miss <laughs> procrastinator is Dang. not a procrastinator. Dang, <laughs> I can plan. You can plan. <laughs> yeah, you know, so I mean, that's a, that's a good hack, right? Especially, Absolutely. you know, when you do those long drives and you always have the really big exits where there's lots of restaurants and then you, how many people have done this, right? We'll just go a little bit further. I'm sure and then there's, there's nothing. I'm sure there's something down the road. Yeah, that was yeah. the last one. You don't do that anymore. The smaller <laughs> yeah. the town you drive through, the earlier things close. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so that's one of my hacks. You know, for me, getting outdoors also is about, um, so I, you know, I kind of held up the trail map, you know, right? I'm in, I'm in a new area. So I've made several purchases where I have, I have company coming every single week in August. I don't mm -hmm. know my area yet well enough. And they're here for three days or four days. So I've invested a little bit of money in some guidebooks. So at, I may not pick the ride in here, but I at least have a general idea of, oh, here's a place I think I can take my friends mm -hmm. um, and not have to, I've got eight people coming next week. Can you imagine how much time we're going to waste if you ask everybody what they want to do Ugh. and where they want That's to go? That's exhausting. Because right. I can't Instead make it. Instead of saying, hey, this, here's three things that we can do. Actually, I'm going to make it even more simple. I thought we'd go for a bike ride tomorrow. How does that sound? Love it. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to, so then there's another hack, right? I'm sort of pre-planning. Mm -hmm. I might get four people who say, yes, I want to do a bike ride. And I might get four people who say, I don't want to ride bikes. So then I say, all right, the four of us are going to go ride bikes at this time. And these four people, I'm going to have plan B for them. Like, hey, while we're riding bikes, you can go do X, which mm -hmm. is nearby, mm -hmm. right? And I'll, I'm actually going to have a couple of things written out because I don't want to be the tour director for eight people. Right. If I get up in the morning and four people want to go for a run or a walk at seven in the morning, I don't want to have to come back at 8.30 or nine because people got up later and they don't know what there is to do. So mm -hmm. I'm probably going to write some things down and leave it on the countertop and let people figure it out on their own. Mm -hmm. right. right. And then that's, if they miss it, that's their choice. But right. you're also not responsible. You're not responsible for the ones that decide they don't want to get up at seven and they're going to get up at nine. And but that also it, what's challenging is that can throw a throw a wrench into everything that you planned, if your expectations are, you're all going to do everything together. Right. And actually I'm going to tell people, I don't have the expectation that we do everything as eight people all the time. Mm -hmm. we, we're going to have, you know, if somebody just wants to use part of their vacation to use my house, to sit in my backyard and read a book, what they need to know from me is that's okay with me. Mm -hmm. Like I, I don't want them coming in with the expectation that I'm going to do something for them every single day. I'm going to, here's, here's a list of some things. Here's some places that you can walk to. Here's some places you can drive to. Here's some places I will take you to. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that 
I think that's important also because we're we're talking about our own personal sanity when we're doing prioritizing, mm -hmm. planning. You know, yeah. we're talking about us personally, but it complicates itself when you get into a group of people. So yeah. if we have our stuff um, in, I don't want to say in control, but if we've created a baseline for how mm -hmm. we personally are going to function, you know, I'm not going to get stressed if this happens, right? If, if I want to take everybody for a hike and everybody's like, oh no, I don't want to go for a hike. I'm going to be like, well, I'm going to go for a hike and I'll see you in an hour when I get back. But I one think of the that's things, critical. One of the things that I'm challenged with is, you know, we have people coming over or coming to the area. I feel like I need to show them everything that I want to do. And everybody has to participate and everybody's going to like it because it's important <laughs> to me. Well, and so here's what, here's if I was coaching you. But I like what you're saying. Here's three things and here's your choices. I'm going to go over here. You guys can do whatever you want, but and we'll all meet back at two. Right. Right. And then we'll do these other everybody. things. Right. Right. But if I was your coach, I would also say you, here's a way to change the perspective. There's nothing wrong with saying to your company, here are three things that have been on my bucket list or to-do list. I've either done them and I love them a lot and I want to share it with you. That's giving them context, right? Mm -hmm. So they can make a decision. Or you can say, you know, man, I really want to take you here. But if you don't want to go, that's okay because I'm, I'm going to go anyway, I, mm -hmm. right? So now what you're doing is you're kind of, you're speaking to a language that I coach on, which is creating options for people. I think as soon as you have options and planning, prioritizing, and preparing actually sets you up for creating options. Mm -hmm. And so choice, you which options, is your word too. You have choice. Yeah. Absolutely. And like I said, I, you know, I mentioned, you know, what, when you're doing all of this the planning idea, you know, hey, there's going to be eight of us or six of us or even four of us. What, you know, we're all going to be in this place together. You want to enjoy them as much as they want to enjoy you. And I think you're right. Too often we can, you know, get to a point where we want to show everybody everything and do everything that there is to do. Um, and the last time my sister was visiting, you know, she said to me, she goes, you made this so easy because I thought about it ahead of time. You know, these are some of the things we can do. And we actually ended up doing something that I didn't think that my sister would really be interested in. We did um, a ropes course. Now I'm afraid of heights. My sister's afraid of heights and my niece is afraid of heights. My niece and, and, and I have done it before, but we had talked about it and we thought, you know, kind of mentioned, you know, the, the, the story around the whole place and where it's located and the Eagles and all this, it's on a cliff. It's just so beautiful. And so we did, and it was fun because there, there was, there was some context there, as you mentioned before, uh, Diane. And, and I think that's really an important thing is to, is to have those ideas ahead of time and then let people choose. I mean, there's that choice, you know, I think choice is such an important part of, of every, of every day, whether we're at work or on vacation, visiting with others, um, being able to choose what you want to do. I mean, as the guest, you don't always want to spend, you know, 24 seven with someone, even though you're there visiting with them, you mm -hmm. still need your own space. Yeah. And that, that kind of leads into, um, for me, I think it's putting the expectation out there 
So when my company arrives, I mean, literally, I might as well have a revolving door on my house because there's going to be a group of people a day and then a group of people and then a day all through August. <laughs> if, you know, to your point, like if I did everything with everybody every single day, I'm going to be exhausted personally by the time the end of August arrives. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think that when you familiarize yourself with the expectations. And I think sometimes too often as friends and family, we sort of forget to engage that conversational piece. Yeah. What are your expectations while you guys are here? Mm -hmm. I asked that a week ago and one of my friends says, I want to go to the Denver Aquarium. I had no idea we had an aquarium. <laughs> now, what that does for me is I can either say, oh, I'd love to go with you or eh, that's not really my thing. Go ahead and go on your own. Mm -hmm. But by asking my friends in advance, what are your expectations? What would you like to achieve or accomplish while you're here? Or what do you not want to do? Yeah, that's a that's a great question, because people are probably going to if they what do you want to do? Well, I don't know. OK, what do you not want to do? A four, a four, I don't want to I don't want to climb a 14. -er, so, OK, but they're going to be able to come up and say, Here's what I'm not looking for. So sometimes when they say no to this, it helps create the yes. I love that. Just say that again. Sometimes when you say no to this, it when you say no to something, it helps create the yes. That is, I love a, that. That's a great yeah. hack. Mm -hmm. yeah. I love that. And I think the asking, what do you want is, is important in all relationships. If my husband was out the door, he would be like, wait a minute, that's what I say. Because he does, he asks me all the time, what is it that I want? And with that expectation, we can then make decisions, do things together or not. Um, so I do think that that's really an important piece. It's just to always ask the question, what do you want? Mm -hmm. which, which beautifully ties right back into, you know, you could, you could put the three Ps into this, right? During this time period, what are your three priorities? Now, if I get half of my company says, we just want to read, fine. I, I know that I'm not going to get up early and try to plan a hike for them, yeah, right. right? So what are your priorities while you're here? Mm -hmm. How can I help your, your visit be um, the way you want, right? Uh, I ask everybody, you know, you're, you're in the eating healthy world. I sent a note to all my company and I said, please let me know if you have any food allergies restrictions. Mm -hmm. And then, and then I said, what are your preferences? Right? So now I'm not going to make every single meal for everybody, but now I know that if somebody's a non-meat eater, I'm not going to try to get everybody to go to a restaurant that only serves meat. Mm -hmm. Again, it kind of comes back to the, the planning and the preparing. Or yep. you can have a few basic things available so that it's a starting point. And because quite often we've already said it, but quite often, once you get someplace, the first thing you do is go to the grocery store because you don't know whatever, whatever else to do. And now three hours has gone by where you could have, could have been a little bit more strategic about that. hundred percent. Jean, is this conversation going where you wanted it to go? I mean, in terms well, of- Well, you know, have you ever tried to direct the three of us before? <laughs> and I didn't have so so I did I had zero expectations because I knew that wherever we went it would be useful and it was where we're supposed to go exactly so how does this tie into your theme this conversation we've been having how does it tie mm -hmm. into your theme 
of um, connecting the inside out and the outside in? That's a great question. It, I think I think the three Ps are everything about that because would it be true that if you were uncomfortable or didn't know something, you would probably hesitate to do it? But if somebody that had knowledge in that area said, hey, come on and do this with me, you're going to go, this was a blast. I had no idea. So if it's going to help people maybe take the time, I, you know, it's kind of funny is when, when you're looking at somebody doing something, you don't see all the work that they put into it. It just looks like they showed up. And so I'm just going to show up and do this thing. I do this all the time. I just show up and do this thing. It'll be all right. Well, it, it could have been better. It could have been a lot better. Maybe I would have known what to expect. But, you know, if we can give people some tips of it's okay to take the time to prepare and it's okay to figure out what your priorities are, it maybe it will help them be more proactively outdoors for whatever that whatever that means. And if it means that you have to take make some planning so that you have two hours to sit out in Diane's backyard and read a book, that's just as important as going to the aquarium. But if you didn't prepare for that and all of a sudden you got sucked into the grocery store trip, you've wasted those two hours of quiet time in your book. Mm -hmm. One you know, more, when I, by the way, you just said proactive. So there's another P. Oh, you know? there we go. See, we're up to six. And, and they, they all, they all um, really work with, the, with the, my three original Ps. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think that's what's really important is, you know, it opens your mind to looking at things in a, in a different way. And that's really, I think what, what all of us want people to do is to look at things in a, in a more open way, um, mm -hmm. you know, different perspectives, ha, P perspective different perspectives, um, open life to a much broader, much healthier, happier um, lifestyle. You know, this, you know, traveling can be so stressful, but it doesn't have to be. And I think that's something that we're, we're, um, we're really showing is it doesn't have to be so stressful. It can, you can enjoy every step of the way. And, you know, this conversation though, has brought up a concern for me though. Sorry, Jean, so, I talked over you. Oh, well, I talked over you. So we're even. Go ahead. Um, so jinx, I owe you a Coke. Um, so for Denise and I, this conversation has brought up a concern that I think that we should bring out and share with everybody is that Diane invited all this company and she left no room for us to show up. Uh, <coughs> the last week of August is unspoken for it. <laughs> but quite honestly, in Denver, August is like, um, they, they nicknamed it hell's front porch. Yeah, not coming so, there. Uh, September, October, that's beautiful time. October's great. Excuse me, if you want to come in the wintertime and come ski. <laughs> Nobody's spoken for in November, December, January. You there just tell me when you want to show up and I'll make room for you. Fantabulous. Awesome. Love it. Well, ladies, this has been a wonderful time and I, and I hope everyone enjoys listening to this as much as we have. And I want to thank you both for taking the time to have such a meaningful conversation. Thank yeah, you're welcome. And thank fun. you for the opportunity to, to bring ease and simpleness into our daily life, into our recreation world, uh, mm -hmm. into the outside. You know, I was going to tell people that my, as a park ranger, if you are starting to go hiking, I'd like for you to have five things in a backpack. And that's going to be a map, a whistle, 
um, check the area for bears, um, some sort of a tinfoil blanket mm -hmm. and a fire starting mechanism. Like you will probably never ever use it. And I hope that you never have to, but if something happens and you're out there, you at least know that you can stay warm and you can create something, you know, a whistle is a noise to draw attention to yourself. If people wanted to find out more about how to kind of prep to go outside, I'd be more than happy to have conversations with them. And we have a lot of resources within Living Healthy List and within your, uh, your guest network of people that are very experienced in the outdoors. I would just say, don't let the outdoors be something you don't do because you mm -hmm. didn't plan for it. You didn't prepare for it and you didn't prioritize it as something in your life. Mm, nice. That's a great way to end that. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening today. Today's show is sponsored by my Seaside Solutions, my financial services company. As a business owner, it's easy to be pulled in many different directions and often taking care of yourself plummets to the bottom of the list. For me, I find myself outside to reground. My time outdoors helps me manage my day more effectively and be more present for my clients. Through this, Discover Rising Tides was born. At Seaside Solutions, we truly believe that education is the foundation of financial wellness. Our primary focus is to provide guidance that is designed to help you achieve your long-term financial goals and visions. Working with a plan allows space for doing more things that you love, like being outside to make the inside better. If I can help you create or realign your plan, or if you would like to be added to my weekly newsletter, please let me know. This week's topic was five ways to set more achievable goals. Your referral means the big, beautiful world to me. And if I can help, please let me know. And thank you so much for listening and see you next time.